0: Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they actually love, and create amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is uh, my co host today, open phones at 888. 888- Josh is with us in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the Ramsey
1: Show. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm 26 years old, and I'm actually about to start a new job in a new city. I've been living in apartments um, for the last three years I've been working, and I really like the lifestyle. I'm not really in a rush to be in a house, but I do know that I need to start thinking about saving up for a down payment. So, I'm trying to decide exactly how aggressively I should be saving cash versus investing into retirement.
2: Are you out of debt? Yes, sir. Okay, fully funded emergency fund. I just finished baby step three. Okay, so you're there. Are you investing yet?
1: Yep. Yes, I've been um, getting my full match with my employer, also, maxing my Roth and um, HSA.
2: And that puts you at 15?
1: Decent head start.
2: Does that put you at fifteen percent? Um, yeah, a little
1: bit over fifteen.
2: Okay, yep. I'd scale that back down to fifteen, and then begin saving up cash for that house, and put that in a you know high yield savings account somewhere. You don't need to invest it unless this is going to be you know five plus years out. But it sounds like you're wanting to get in a house sooner than that. What's
0: your game plan on getting in a house? What do you think?
1: So I I don't I'm single right now, and I'm not really interested in buying a home. Uh, you know, before I'm married, I do have plans to get married in the next you know ten years or so. Um, but like I said you know I'm really in no rush um, if I could guess right now I'd say anywhere between five and seven years I'd like to be really thinking about being in a home
0: Yeah, I, I'm with George and I would lock it in at 15% of your income into retirement and I would start saving aggressively above that and just, cool. you, can just, can you that. just pile it up for right now and let's just stack cash because um, it, it it doesn't sound like that you have selected the young lady, or she has selected you yet.
2: That's right. Okay. That's accurate. Yeah. It's kind of
0: a vague concept at this point. What's so. your
2: income? Uh, I'm at one ten. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, point being that um, this could flip. Uh, this could. This whole environment could change rather quickly. Uh,
1: like, right. And that's kind of exactly my thought going into yeah. it, which is why part of me wants to, you know, have a little more than just my emergency fund in cash, but yeah,
0: yeah, I would I pile up as much cash those. above your emergency fund above your 15% going into retirement as you can. You can't really save too much cash in that situation because, um, you know, you, you, you've got it out there somewhere in the future. I'd like to be married if I've met the right person and so forth. That's a good, good general sentiment. But, uh, you know, when you meet the right person, you might be married a few months later. That could happen. And, uh, so, uh, by the next time I talk to you, this time next year, you could be married and looking for a house. I don't know. Uh, that wouldn't be that unusual, by the way. So um, I would set
2: a specific goal and not just make it. I'm just going to save up money. I would say I'm going to aim to save up $20,000 this year. I'm going to aim to save up 20000 the next year. Five years, I'll have $100,000. Mm-hmm. That helps you have a game plan instead of just hoping money gets saved.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you need to have a set amount that you're going for above the 15% and above the emergency fund exactly what I would do hey good question thank you for joining us open phones at 888-825-5225 George is with us in Monroe Louisiana hi
3: George how are you hi Dave I'm fine thank you very much good how can we Uh, help Dave? well uh, briefly I own 25 percent in a house I've been living here alone for 16 years there's four siblings uh i'm one of the four two will allow me to buy them out the fourth one refuses to sell and she says she's moving in in january she refuses to work uh how my question how can i prevent her from moving in if possible at all if i own three quarters at the time I, and i don't at this point point. and number two how can i force her to sell her part to me or is it possible to do that
0: I don't know a mechanism that that you can force her to sell. Uh, be, uh, you, you could take the situation to court and ask the court to solve this. Ninety okay. percent of the time, what's going to happen is they're going to force the sale of the house and split the money.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I assume that the judge would not force her to sell her part Correct. to me. Correct. Uh, it, it Correct. Would just but be he, a would, he would. He would. He would
0: force the disillusionment of the partnership if any one of the partners wanted it dissolved. And the only way to do the only way to liquidate it is to sell the house and split the
3: money four ways. Yeah, that's it gets kind of complicated. My uh, two siblings, I I, I have fifty thousand cash to to pay them. But I've got a four hundred one K with plenty of money, but I'm not gonna borrow from that nor am I gonna cash it in. So I assume that I would be able to get a bank loan. Um, uh, I don't understand how that works in a sale. If I purchased it myself in the sale, uh, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if, if, myself, you, if it I went had, up for
0: sale due to uh, the judge's order, a court ordered disillusionment of partnership assets, then you could obviously be one of the bidders at that sale, okay. and you just go okay. get. A, you could just so go get have, a mortgage and buy the house.
3: Okay. Uh, I, well, I wouldn't have the cash money, but the bank I said would, a mortgage. but uh, me. Okay. Well, the bank would front me the money for a bid uh, for those uh, for a bid on the house, right? Because if it's an auction, bid, yeah. If it's have... a
0: cash auction, yeah, you'd have to have that set up. Yeah.
3: Uh, set up. Okay. Okay. That's what, so have to what do your, I. So, what your your next bank...
0: step is? Uh, you don't need to screw around with this one day more. Uh, this no. is obviously a toxic situation. You need to go see an attorney today.
3: Yeah, I just called one today, and he's supposed to get back with me yeah. on this to see yeah. what we can do. I want to try to get my other two siblings who are in to get the paperwork done and also get the paperwork done for the fourth one she keeps changing her mind back and forth so at least have it ready yeah
0: she's a manipulative so, game player
3: uh yeah well this threat you know, to she, this threat
0: to move in is a, is a game
3: yeah yeah and I, I i probably can't stop her from doing it it would not yeah so you good. can
0: you can if you file an action that's going to force the sale yeah.
2: Oh, okay. That's the way to do it. Okay. Yeah. Do you think she would be one of the oh, well, bidders I'm... looking to buy it? No, she ain't money. Uh, no, she doesn't. She doesn't have any money. She, she doesn't uh, work.
3: Just very brief. No, she doesn't work. She sold a house in Dallas five years ago for two hundred twenty-five thousand. She moved here. We told her, you need to get a job and buy, pay cash for a house. Well, she said, I don't want to work. So she's been living on that two twenty-five. Now she's down to eighty, and she started getting worried about it. Yeah. However, she's going on a two thousand dollar vacation here in another week. Yeah. So it's so what I would do is talk
0: to an attorney and here's the way this is probably going to go down okay um, The okay. attorneys going to tell you that you could file a uh, as a part of the uh, as a part of the lawsuit to keep her from living there until the house is liquidated because okay, it's a toxic okay. because it's a toxic situation. Then you can go to her and say I'm getting ready to file this motion with the court a forced liquidation of the house that will simultaneously prevent you from moving in. Now, this is going to happen. You're not moving in, and the house is going to be sold. Would you like me to buy you out instead? Mm. And you can force her hand on that. And then she's going to sign the deed, and you're going to hand her a check, and she's going to go away. This is the Ramsey Show. A Ramsey personality
2: is my co-host today. So at this very moment, every person watching, listening to the show, has got a different purpose and goal in life. Maybe you want to find your ideal dream career. You want to cut up the credit cards and work your way to building wealth. Well, it starts with you saying "enough is enough," and we got to do something about this.
0: So this is why we brought back the Ramsey ten dollar sale on our number one best selling books. But the sale ends at the end of the month.
2: Two days. Not a lot of time left, folks. And I. What you know what else ends in two days, Dave? The Ramsey Cash Giveaway. That's Ooh. a part of this. So if you want to jumpstart your journey here, you can enter that for your chance to win the grand prize of $3,000. And there's only two days left. Don't
0: miss this. So two days to take advantage of the Ramsey $10 sale. Most of our best-selling books are on sale for $10 each. That's a bargain. So you get 10 of them for 100 bucks. I mean, that's... Uh, that's what I'm stocking what, up for Christmas. No at this inflation point. increases. Wow. Look at that. It's not ten eighty-four. It's still ten bucks. There you go. That's exactly how that works. You know, we should do a, an inflation inflation adjusted price, but we didn't. So there you go. Hey, check it all out. And the Ramsey Cash giveaway grand prize of $3,000. Two days left. No purchase necessary for that. You gotta be 18 or older to win. RamseySolutions.com. Our question of the day comes from blinds.com find out for yourself why they are the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with free samples free shipping and new promos that they run every month
2: you'll save even more use the promo code ramsey to get the best deal today's question comes from jeff in alaska he says i'm currently on baby step three and my gross income is 100k i have very little debt other than the 125k left on my mortgage I recently reviewed my union's insurance plan and realized the disability coverage is lower than it should be. Where in the baby steps should I look at upping this coverage, or should I wait until step seven to think about insurance? Hmm. Well, you're right. The baby steps don't exactly cover insurance. It's a part of protecting what you're building along the way. Um, and Dave, when it comes to disability insurance, especially through your employer, what is the stance on where that would fall?
0: Well, I don't know what their coverage is or wh- where, why he doesn't think it's enough. Most of it is you know, 65 70% of your pay, which is equivalent to your take-home pay a lot of times. So it's probably not that far off. I don't know why he doesn't feel like he's got adequate coverage through the union. I don't know what their deal is. Um, but buying supplemental disability is, uh, depending on what you do for a living, you know, it, it's not necessarily a good deal. So, I might just approach this from a different angle and say, okay, since I don't have coverage that makes me comfortable, what I do need to offset that is a big pile of money. And so, I'd go about getting a big pile of money more than I would worrying about buying supplemental disability insurance. But you're right. No insurance is a baby step. Insurance of any kind is you need to look at what you need and appropriately get that. You need renter's insurance. If you're a renter that covers your contents for fire and cover, fire and uh, theft. Uh, you obviously buy a home, you need homeowners insurance. You buy an automobile, you need automobile insurance, obviously. Health right? insurance. Health insurance you need day one. That needs to be part of your budget. All of these things are part of your Pretty budget. Pretty much
2: all of them except yeah. long term care, which we recommend at sixty plus. Yep. Life in-
0: life insurance. You need you know, once you have people that are counting on you for your income. Spouse, you have kids. dependents. You're a spouse, you got kids um, you know, all these kinds of things. So yeah, that, that's what you're looking at. And, uh, and disability insurance for that matter, but you've got disability insurance. You just don't feel like it's adequately covered. So let's say that it covers 50% of your income of your take home pay. And, um, you feel like that's not enough because you, you know, you're accustomed to 70 to 80% of your, or 50% of your gross. Uh, and so, well, what you do would do is offset that with a little bit higher emergency fund and, you know, making sure your other long-term investments, your retirement investments are full. Cause if you got a half million dollars in, you know, in your 401k and, uh, you know, you had a disability event and you only got 50% of coverage, you're okay. You'll be all right. Financially anyway, you'll be okay. That's what that's, that's what we're concerned about here. So you offset that risk with something else like money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. CJ is in Chattanooga. Hi CJ. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hey, how's it going guys? Better um, than we deserve. Is, What's up? Doing well. My question is should we use the potential student loan reimbursement program to pay off our house? I had a uh, two or three student loans and that we paid off in December 2020. It looks like they may qualify potentially. We'll see how it all pans out. But should I do that?
2: What's left on the mortgage? About thirty thousand dollars. And how much do you think you would get if you got the forgiveness?
4: Uh, Probably about six or eight. Uh, If it's up to ten, we'll have to see exactly um, how what the requirements are for the reimbursement program.
2: So this isn't going to clear the mortgage. You just are saying, should we apply it to the mortgage? Mm
4: Well, we also have about $20,000 in savings that we could use to pay off the house as well. That's not including our emergency
2: fund. Oh, awesome. Why aren't you using the 20000 today to pay down the mortgage?
4: Uh, I have my first child coming uh, September 23rd. So ah, congrats. congrats. Just in
2: case. Thank you. Thank you. Smart. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, we, th- I've been kind of tracking this to see what's happening, and it looks like the student loan providers, our uh, servicers, are not, writing checks. What they're doing is reinstating the balance back to ten thousand and then saying, All right, good luck. Hope the government clears that balance. So that's what's actually happening right now, as far as I can tell.
0: But he's talking about ones he's already paid off. That's they what they're saying. Him, they would cut him a check.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I've been seeing is if you already paid it off during the pause, they're saying you can mm-hmm. get a refund, according to the U.S. Department of Education. But the refund doesn't actually there's no checks being cut their student loan servicers are saying your balance is zero we're going to put it back to 10 and then the government can forgive that 10 hopefully wow well that doesn't make sense i know but you where's know, the money go how he, he wouldn't get a check that way there would be i don't i don't know how that's going to pan that, out that's not logical well that that's me. the government oh, I mean, i'm you. So, i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry i just applied logic to the federal that government. is a report from a someone who contacted
2: idea. their student loan servicer excuse me lord they forgive they me them.
0: jesus yeah okay um no i that's not that's not right george something's wrong i hope not well i mean that's not because that way the uh the student loan lender would get the money
2: yeah the question is where is this money how are people going to get this money back if they've already paid and we don't know yet
0: he's thinking he's getting a check um if he applies for it um have you contacted your student loan servicer uh, not yet. They Although don't know. Contact. I mean, nobody knows anything. It's all yet. hearsay it's, at this point. It's all. It's all what might happen if this crap goes through, and if it's declared legal instead of being an executive order that, which by the way, there's this thing called the Constitution that's kind of in the way, and um, there's going to be lawsuits stopping this. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I I'm I'm not worried about it. I wouldn't worry about it, CJ, till it happens, uh, because it might not, uh, and. I've already caught enough crap on this subject nationally there. I mean, there's an entire parade of Dave Ramsey haters out there because I told people, I think this whole thing is absolutely horrendous and bogus. I'm happy for people who get their loans forgiven, but when you take $300 billion, $300,000 of other people's debt and put it on the back of the taxpayers, it's just immoral as hell. And uh, while you're continuing to make the loans, which is dishonest, if you keep making the loans, it's intellectually dishonest. So I'm I'm sitting here, I'll just be very open, okay? I'm sitting here trying to put C.J.'s shoes on and walk in them and say, what would I do if I was in his shoes? And I'm having trouble doing it. And that's not to slam you, C.J., but I'm having trouble doing it because I think this whole thing is so bogus that to actually receive the check from this as like some kind of government benefit after I've already paid off my loans, it just makes me want to puke. It makes me want to throw up. I got a little throw up in my mouth right now. And so it just, um, yeah, it just makes my blood boil. I it, continue just, on with the baby steps. There's so much wrong with it. And, um... Uh, There's a part of me CJ that says you already paid off your loan You ought to just keep moving with your life dude There's a part of me that says that inside I understand the other side of it I get it intellectually I'm just being a bit emotional George Campbell, Ramsey Personality is my co host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt free stage. Lena is with us. Hi, Lena. How are you?
5: Hi, Dave.
0: Welcome. Where do you live?
5: I live in Frederick, Maryland.
0: Oh, welcome to Nashville. Thank Good to you. have you here. And so how much debt have you paid off? Fifty three
5: thousand five hundred.
0: All right. And how long did this take
5: you? Twenty eight months.
0: Good for you. And your range of income during that time?
5: Um, I started with 76,000 and um, by the end of last year it was around uh, 87,000.
0: Good for you. What do you do for a living?
5: So I currently work in management for Southwest Airlines Mm -hmm. and um, also part of this journey has been picking up as many side gigs as I have been able to in order to complete this journey.
0: Cool, we do a lot of stuff with Southwest, it's a good company, Yeah. so very, very cool. Very proud. What are your uh, What are your side gigs that you did? What's the best one, the mo- <laughs> one that made you the most money?
5: Well, the one that helped me the most was a brand marketer, mm-hmm. so I helped um, several um, brands, including wellness products and uh, spirits and wines, uh, promote their mm-hmm. beverages, and um, yeah, and awesome. uh, personal training. <laughs> I that took works. up a personal training gig um, as well because it's very exciting to help people improve their lives.
0: Wow. wow. Very cool. Good for you. What kind of debt was the 54000
5: So I had about $37,000 of uh, student loan mm-hmm. and $8,000 of Uh, credit card and um, another $8,000 remaining on my BMW car.
0: Of course. Okay. Very (laughs) cool. So what happened to you 28 months ago that started this whole following the Ramsey way thing?
5: Well, um, I had a friend at work at Southwest that uh, a long time ago, she had posted something about Dave Ramsey and your total money makeover Mm -hmm. that um, impacted me in some way, but I honestly, I don't think that when I saw that post I was ready to make those changes. It wasn't until um, a few years later that I met my fiance, Johnny, that um, he really um, lives by what you preach. He talks about um, Dave Ramsey this, Dave Ramsey that the baby steps and uh, he watches your show daily and it inspired me to learn more and um I talked to him about my goals and the things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, I moved from Venezuela when I was um, really young. I was, um, so long story short, I was born here, moved to Venezuela when I was seven and came back at the age of 19, ready for college. Mm-hmm. So that was like the beginning of my journey with debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. So I signed up for a loan that I obviously couldn't pay off because I didn't have the right job to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then everything trickled from there. So... Um, Johnny knew about my story and he wanted to help, so he bought me the book. And Mm -hmm. um, through the pandemic, I just felt like it was the perfect time to really focus on what you really wanted because there was nothing else to be worried about it. And while everybody else was... um, Very few distractions. Yes, very few distractions. (laughs) Um, I I just used this time to kind of like hit the reset button and really focus and not let anything get on the way.
2: That's awesome, he sounds like a keeper. And it sounds like you're keeping him around. So that's yep. great.
5: You guys have a wedding date? <laughs> yes, March twenty fifth. All right. That yep. is awesome. You, and fun. you're you're
2: starting a debt free. <laughs> yes. I assume he's debt free as well yes. he's been following this stuff. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Absolutely. So what was the hardest part for you? Was there a moment where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is brutal?
5: Uh yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. It's a, It's almost, it felt like um, an identity crisis because you have like this lifestyle and you have this uh, cool things that you like to do and you like to, to, like I work in the airline industry and I was a flight attendant for a very long time. So it becomes normal to travel and do cool things with your friends and all that. But in reality, you can't really afford that travel because it's not only the airfare. You'd now have to pay to stay there And do all the other cool things that you want to do when you're traveling. So it was just more of like that adjustment of that reality check of like, hey, I can't really do these things that I think are okay of doing. Like I really have to change my ways and um, not really worry at all about what other people think, because the thing is it's that's I think that's the hardest part you just to have to feel like you have to explain to people why you're doing the things that you're doing and break free from that I think for mm-hmm. me that was the hardest part and um, obviously we get into this situation because you're not disciplined so getting the discipline to just stick to what you're doing and plan and strategize how you're gonna do it like for me I knew that um, with my salary alone I wasn't gonna be able to make that happen so how much more do I need every month in order to complete those payments? I actually wanted to pay it off in 24 months, but that was a little hard. It took me a little bit mm-hmm. longer than 24, mm-hmm. but close enough. Um,
0: so what do you tell people the absolute key to getting out of debt is?
5: Well, the key would be to to know that it's going to be really hard, that you are going to encounter a lot of bumps along the road, and that um, you just have to be true to yourself, true to your goal and think and honestly like revamp your value system um Mm -hmm. you just have to change your values like the things that were important to you before they can't continue to be important because then you're really not going to make it um and yeah and just go from there i think if you remind yourself every morning what you are like what your goal is and just focus focus like write things down i love to write things down in a journal Mm -hmm. where and then I have a a board uh, in my bedroom Mm -hmm. that um, I write the things that I need to remind myself for that week. Cool.
0: We're proud of you, Hero. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Very, very well done. I know he's proud of you. He's sitting over (laughs) cheering you on. Life is good and we're proud of him too because he helped you. This is great. Great handoff. Good, good good work. We've got a copy of uh, Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's awesome. the next chapter in your story for sure, to go on and become millionaires as a newly married couple starting next March, mm-hmm. and Financial Peace University, a one-year membership to that as well, and if you guys haven't been through that, you can go through it together as a premarital thing. It's a really good premarriage class, and uh, as as a part of your overall pre-marriage, anyway, work, uh, and a copy of Total Money Makeover, which you already got. That means you can give this one away, so that's yep. perfect, so... Good stuff. Very, very, very well done. I'm so proud of you. Good, good work. Thank All you. right, Lena from Fred Frederick, Maryland. $54,000 paid off in 28 months, making 76 to 87. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. I'm debt-free.
2: Very well done. I love that. She upgraded her values. She used to value other people's opinion of her, and now she values freedom and not owing anyone anything.
0: That's good. That's a worthy upgrade in values right there. Good insight. Very good wow. insight. Yeah, th- There is something that happens in transformation that has to occur for you. You know, You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. So this transformation idea is that um, it, it is more than simply a, a mathematical activity to get out of debt. The heart has to change. Mm. And that's what happened.
2: Got to start caring about different things. And uh, it's a superpower to not care what people think in America today. That is one of the keys to building wealth.
0: If you have that and common sense, oh you're goodness. a bona fide superhero. <laughs> and
2: a unicorn at that.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> but that is
2: exactly what we need in America today. Yeah. People of character with common sense who don't care what other people think. There you go. That's a and magical formula. Yeah, and um, I, I, I will share
0: that, that that you can go too far with the not caring what other people think, and I, I
2: want you to shower and have good because, hygiene. No, not be here. I mean, jerk.
0: because I just truly don't care and i and i really need to care a little bit it's worked for you so far i know but i need to care a little bit it's kind of unkind at some point and it's just uh it's like i just truly don't give a rip and it's it's a bit of a problem i need to be a little nicer that's what makes
2: you dave that's why we love you
0: yeah right yeah that's it that's that's exactly what it was that's what that's the whole definition of dave that's it it's that simple thanks george I'm, I'm here to make you feel good. <laughs> good job, Lena. Good work, good work, good work. Well done. Awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Rick is with us. Rick is in Austin, Texas. Hi, Rick.
6: How are you? Hi, Dave and George. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve, sir. What's up? Well, I just wanted to call and say thank you because it makes a huge difference when you purchase a vehicle in cash versus all the other ways i've done it over the years so thank you dave
0: (laughs) well you're welcome so you bought
6: a car in cash Uh, yes sir i did what'd you buy uh, we had a trade-in my wife and i it was a subaru ascent Mm -hmm. 2022 so a brand new one we made sure we uh met the guidelines that you usually lay out for that but uh we went in we purchased a car and spent less time than i've ever spent buying a car in my entire life which was fantastic wow
2: so you guys baby steps millionaires Yes, sir. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic! Way to go, Rick. How long have you been doing this? Uh, this journey, following our stuff.
6: Uh, my wife and I have been married for ten years. I've been on the program probably for about fifteen. That's awesome.
0: That's a perfect, living it out. That's a perfect timing. That's fits fits the guy. I mean, it fits the standard case study of the millionaires, the yeah. baby steps millionaires that we wrote about in Baby Steps Millionaires, the book, because it shows people exactly how Rick did what he did, and people like him. So way
2: to go, Rick. That's That's awesome, man. I love hearing that.
0: Congratulations. We're proud of you. Good work. Spencer's with us in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Spencer. How are you? Good. Hey, Dave. How, George? How are you guys doing?
1: Better than we deserve. What's up? So uh, my wife and I, we just had our first baby about a week and a half ago. Oh, congratulations. What would you have? Thank you. It's a girl. Little oh. girl. So we're trying to get set up, um, to start putting money away to save for college and just trying to think through the best way to do that. So I'm familiar with 529 plans, but it seems like there's a lot of different options out there for 529. And then I just wasn't sure if there was any other type of account, um, that might be a better alternative. No, 529
0: is about the best thing there is, but you're right.
1: There is a bunch of options. The
0: only option you want is the kind where you select the type of mutual funds that go in it, each individual fund, okay. and it does not change unless you change it. It's not on autopilot of any kind.
6: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, and if you got that and, with um, one of our SmartVestor pros, they, they can help you line those things up and um you know generally i just dump it into a simple growth stock mutual fund but what you don't want to get into is one of these things where they move the funds around as the kid gets older without uh it's kind of an autopilot thing it's uh, hypothetically to lower risk but it ends up being a stupid move
2: kind of like a target date fund retirement so you don't want that but there's a lot of state specific ones and you can choose one from a lot of states so your smart vestor pro can help you choose the best one for what you're trying to do which is awesome Okay.
1: And so the 529 is going to be better than just like standard mutual funds. I mean, I guess I was thinking if she doesn't end up going to college, is that money going to be tied up, you know, versus just putting it in typical mutual funds.
0: Well, anything any type of f- furthering her education. I mean, if she goes to tech school, you can use it. And listen, okay. you don't need to I, I'm I'm just going to be grandpa for a second. Train your uh-huh. child to be a continuous learner. Yeah post post high school doing zero education of any kind is not a good idea you are going to be you're going to be at a huge disadvantage in the marketplace so by god learn something somewhere (laughs) if you're not doing if you know if you're not doing higher education that's fine so quote college but there needs to be some kind of a track that involves education because um You know, uh, like, for instance, I'll tell you, if we're interviewing someone to work at Ramsey for a leadership role and we say, hey, what books have you read recently? And they say, I haven't, interview's over. I don't need people in here who aren't learning and growing and getting better. I read like crazy because I'm an idiot on some things. I don't know what's going on. I have to read a book about it, right? And so, uh, you know, I've learned more post-education, From books and uh, classes and so forth than I did when I was in education yeah or when I was going through getting a four-year degree so uh, you don't want to just get uh, the school of hard knocks because the knocks are harder if you if you don't know
2: where to dodge and the other option for you is the ESA, the Education Savings Account. Those are the only two I'd recommend for college saving. And I would rather have too much money for college than not enough. You can always change the beneficiary on that. And if she gets a scholarship, you can withdraw from the account for that amount. So there's a lot of options here. So I would just go ahead and save. And we don't know what the cost of college is going to do. Probably skyrocket now with this forgiveness and everything they're doing with income-based repayment. So yeah. I'd go ahead and start saving now.
0: Yeah, there is a lot. Thanks. Thanks for the call, man. You're right. That's uh, an opinion piece I saw the other day. Um, uh, Actually, Deloney found it. Oh, yeah, I read that one. uh, It's mind-boggling. That the, the forgiveness is going to cause a further increase in tuition. Yay. Because part of the forgiveness program that's proposed, if it comes through, if it actually happens, is that the rest of the balance can be done as a percentage of your income for the rest of your life. And so just pay them for the rest of your life,
2: Five or ten percent of your income. Isn't that dumber than crud? Yes. That's Because then colleges crud.
0: are going, well we can charge four hundred thousand. You know, why why are if you're so stupid that you did that, how'd you get out of college? I mean, if you're That's if you're push. so dumb you sign up for that program, how'd you get out of school in the first place? I I don't I, the whole thing baffles me. It just baffles me. The stupidity on parade, the Island of Misfit toys doing a dance. It's unbelievable all right let's see here hey luke is in virginia hey luke what's up hey dave thanks for taking my call sure how can i help
7: um so i learned financial peace in high school as a result i have no student loan debt i have no credit card debt the only thing i owe any man is i was in a motorcycle accident a couple years ago and so i have a few thousand dollars maybe three thousand dollars in medical debt i just settled with the insurance company for $900,000 because it almost took my leg. They told me if a car was going to hit me, it should be this one uh, because it was insured by a major corporation, and it was a business car. And so my question to you is, as somebody with no debt and who is on, uh, I believe, Baby Step 5, a point of saving money for uh, kids for college, and I don't have kids yet, I'm not married yet, uh, should I invest the $900,000 in mutual funds or given the volatility of the potential recession or the recession we're in right now, should I consider other investment options with that
0: $900,000? Good Lord. How are you doing?
7: I, I have a metal rod in my leg and I, it'll be there for the rest of my life, but I, am, I have a personal goal of being able to run a five k. And, uh, I got to three miles last night, so I'm not going to wow. sit around and mope. About it. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to, to make a bad situation as good as I
6: can.
0: Man. Wow. 900 grand. How old are you? 26. Wow. Oh my goodness. And do you, do you own a home? No, I rent.
7: Okay. All right.
0: Uh, what do you do for a living? Or, no, what do you make? What do you make? What's your income?
7: Uh, I make one hundred and ten thousand dollars a year, and then I have a small business on the side that brings in about twenty thousand dollars. So around one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year.
0: And I take it you're single.
7: Yes, but I plan to be married within the next year. Um, be purchasing a ring as part of the uh, part of the settlement.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to rattle this off real fast. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, You are a candidate for losing all of this money because you've never handled the money of this type before. Yep. So I want you to not, number one, don't put money in anything you don't understand. If that means you just put it in a savings account, forget it. That's fine. High yield savings account, put it in three different banks, forget it. That's fine. Okay. Number two, um, were you dating her before all this happened?
7: Uh, no.
0: Get a prenup
6: okay
0: number three you need to put a group of people in your corner that become your board of directors to help advise you insurance number one a good insurance broker that can help you with insurance number two you need a good investment professional get a smart investor pro in your corner number three you need a good real estate agent in your corner because you probably need to buy a house uh... that she helps you pick she's going to be living there and if you buy the house without her you're going to buy the wrong one so you need to get a good real estate agent um and have yourself a board of directors a board of advisors that teach you all these different components of handling that amount of money well and then you'll make good slow careful wise decisions there you go this is the ramsey show Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.
2: If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Ken Coleman Show. Are you doing what you were born to do? I'm Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show, where I give you
7: practical advice to help you discover your purpose and then map out a plan to get you there. From accounting to advertising, from plumbing to production, you were created to fill a unique role and the world needs what you have to offer. Join me on The Ken Coleman Show wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.